0: Time now to visit as we do every Tuesday here on Sports Talk with the president of Darlington Raceway Josh Harris who dials us up this evening. Josh, how are you? How was your weekend?
1: Well, I'm doing great, guys, and uh it was it was a really good weekend. Uh able to catch some racing up at Atlanta and man, what a what a finish we had. What a race we had and certainly what a finish up there in at Atlanta this weekend.
0: I, fortunately, it was not better than the finish at Darlington, but it was awfully, awfully close. I mean, three one-thousandth of a second, I think, was the difference from Daniel Suarez taking the checkered flag over Ryan Blaney and, and Kyle Bush. When you watched the last couple of laps, hard hardly envision that you would see something like this happen, but what was your reaction as they crossed the finish line? Could you tell who won?
1: Well, it was certainly a photo finish, and uh, I was here watching it with my boys, and We have been watching it off and on throughout the afternoon. It was a great day here around the house. And, you know, those last few laps as they kept going, Blaney looked to be in position to to secure that win. And then coming off of turn two, he slipped, looked like he slipped a little bit, gave a little opening for Kyle Busch to get in there. And then coming out of turn four, they were three wide. And it was so cool to see them essentially drag race um, all the way out of turn four down to the start finish line. And, when it first happened I thought um, you know that Blaney had got it but on on second look you know Daniel Daniel just got it by a few inches and you mentioned that margin of victory we were uh we were all talking around the office Monday morning about uh when it first splashed up on the screen it looked like it was 000, zero, zero and I thought man <laughs> Darlington's lost the closest finish but uh thankfully we held on there for that for that 1000th of a second <laughs>
0: Josh Harris joining us now, the uh, president of Darlington Raceway, and proud to still have the uh, greatest finish in NASCAR history. But has there been a track in your mind, Josh, over the years on the circuit that has had a better facelift than Atlanta? Because once it sort of reconfigured itself, it transformed a you know pretty much typical sort of mile-and-a-half or so tr- racetrack into now one of the super speedways on the circuit. And I think the folks in Atlanta probably deserve a lot of credit, don't you think, for how they've changed that racetrack?
1: Well, I think it took some bold, you know, initiative on the part of Speedway Motorsports to make that kind of change. You know,
0: mm-hmm. the mm-hmm.
1: racing that you see there now has typically been limited to Daytona and Talladega over the years. And, you know, they had a had a bold vision stuck to it. I think the initial reaction was a little, quest, you know, questions, But the racing that they put on there the last few years, is, is kind of hard to uh to, to turn your nose up at it's been exciting it's been thrilling i think the fact that it's a mile and a half instead of a two and a half uh, makes it a little different and they've got that little dog leg in the front so it's got some unique characteristics but it certainly has put on some good racing and i know they're uh they're probably seeing the phone lines light up uh, over their their next race there to kick off the playoffs later in the season
0: Phil wanted me to ask you this because we were speculating what the difference is between, say, a Daytona and a Talladega versus what we saw this past weekend in Atlanta because it seems like they can hold it a little bit better, as you pointed out, three-wide racing to the uh, finish line. You see that happen at Daytona, and normally we're going to have a huge wreck directly behind the leaders as we did at Daytona this past uh, two weekends ago. Is there a difference in terms of how the uh, racing is handled at Atlanta versus those other two tracks that allows maybe the drivers to have a little bit more
1: control? You know, it's a great question, and I I don't know. I've listened to a couple of things um, that have been going on, whether it's podcasts. You know, Denny Hamlin has a podcast and always has some interesting insight to the racing that you see on the track, and um, I don't know exactly what it is other than, you know, just that difference in the shortness of the the length um, makes a difference. I think a a unique difference between Daytona and Talladega that a lot of people sometimes don't realize is how much wider – Paladega is in Daytona it's almost a full lane wider um, which really gives you the chance to see a lot of that four wide you see there which I was honestly shocked to see some four wide at, at uh, Atlanta over the weekend and uh, you know it didn't last very long and then the second time they tried unfortunately Chase Briscoe um, you know spun out so I think I think just the combination of the difference in the banking on the front stretch and probably just the the difference in the length of the tracks probably gives them a little bit of a different feel.
2: Yeah, Josh Harris, Darlington Raceway, joining us here on Sports Talk. Josh, uh, you know, NASCAR, I think, went through something last season with some names hopping to the fore and taking some checkered flags that fans had to get to know and get behind a little bit. Now we're seeing William Byron really emerge. I'm curious, what's your feeling about Byron and in terms of popularity because there's some great drivers throughout NASCAR's history that aren't always the most popular guy and then sometimes you get guys like Dale Earnhardt Jr. or Bill Elliott it doesn't matter they can finish 19th and everybody stands up and cheers for them which kind of guy where do you think William Byron's going to fall and what do you think his career trajectory is going to be
1: Well his his talent that he's displayed thus far is is hard to argue against you know is Path to get to where he is today is probably one of the most unconventional you know starting off primarily doing racing before he actually got in a in a stock car a race car but i mean the proof is in the pudding as i say he, he's won six times last year i think he's up to 11 or 12 overall victories he's shown he can win at multiple types of tracks so i think you know byron's trajectory is He's at the very beginning of his career. He's proven he can win. Um, he's a he's an overall good guy. He's not flashy. He's not, you know, out there um, doing anything to make a name for himself, positive or negative in any way. But I think he's going to let the the work on the track speak for itself, and I think he'll be one of those guys that just slowly builds a bigger and bigger fan base uh, because of the success he sees on the track.
0: Josh, is a track promoter, is that finish that we saw in Atlanta sort of a track promoter's dream to have a you know a photo finish like that? Would you rather have that than a wreck fest? Would you rather have that than, say, you know 20 passes for the lead throughout the race? What, in your mind, do fans want to see in terms of if, if they come away with, from your race and say, that was a great race at Darlington, does it have to have the super finish? Or does it have to have great racing throughout the pack? What What do you think most fans of NASCAR are hoping to see?
1: Well, I think you know, if you ask me what I want, I want it all, you know, I want great Mm -hmm. racing all throughout the race. And then I want a photo finish at the end. (laughs) Uh, I I think just it's natural for our culture today though. It's, there's a lot of, I think you can call it recency bias and, you know, sometimes a a great finish can help make up for what may be perceived as a, you know, a a not so great race overall. But, you know, I think if you look at Sunday's race, it, it had a great racing throughout and a great finish. And that's, that's what you want. I think we've we've seen that at a lot of our tracks, and especially this new next-gen car has really put on some good racing across the board. Um, I'm excited to see them now kind of get into the meat of the schedule with some mile-and-a-half tracks and then some short tracks coming up and, and really see, I think that's where you're, where you're going to start to see maybe the cream kind of rise to the top a little bit, things start to separate themselves out, and we'll see uh, who's, who's ready to take control of the season.
0: Second win for Daniel uh, Suarez in his career. It's also the first win for Trackhouse Racing at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and their seventh overall in NASCAR. Josh, what is your impression of that team in particular? We could sit here all night, I think, and talk about Joe Gibbs Racing and, and Hendrick Motorsports, but some of the underfunded teams, if you will. What is your impression on the job that Trackhouse Racing has been doing?
1: Well, they, they brought come into the sport and brought a, a new energy, whether it's their ownership group between Justin Marks and Pitbull and then their drivers, you know, Ross Chastain, um, Daniel, both different, but similar in a lot of ways, just, just true racers. They've got Shane uh, Van Gisbergen who's joined them from the Australian supercar that's going to run primarily Xfinity series last year, but came onto the scene and won the Chicago street race last Mm -hmm. year. So I, I think, you know, even when you walk around the garage, you know, and, and this is not maybe as widely known, but they've, they've started kind of pushing the envelope with the vibe around their team haulers in the garage, just kind of upbeat music, led boards. So I I think they're bringing a new kind of energy level a new excitement. And then, you know, it's not just off the track, they're backing it up on the track, you know, winning races, um, finishing up high in the points, having exciting moments, you know, Ross's hauled the wall at Martinsville at the end of the 2022 season. Now Daniel's victory, I think those were the two most viral moments in NASCAR over the last two years, and, you know, Trackhouse kind of owns both of them.
0: It's good stuff. They have, uh, as you pointed out, I think you classified it well, brought a lot of energy to the sport, and probably in doing so, bringing some younger viewers to the sport, which is certainly something I think NASCAR is hoping to be able to do. And, Josh, as they leave back-to-back races at a super speedway unique for uh, NASCAR in particular, with Daytona and then Atlanta, but now heading out west and going to Las Vegas. What do you anticipate us seeing this weekend?
1: Well, I think it's you know we're gonna we're gonna look back and see you know the changes that Toyota and Ford made in the off season with their with their body styles. I think maybe these are the tracks coming up, these mile and a half, Maybe maybe do we see that impact a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Joey Logano's been a guy who's who's run well at Vegas over the years, so I'm curious to see. You know, they've had good speed the first two races of the year. So I'm curious to see if that continues. Um, I think it's going to set the table for for what we may see down the road and even to come at Darlington. So um, exciting time to go out to Vegas, you know, continue the season out west for a couple of races and then, you know, start to work their way back towards the East Coast.
0: All right, we will let you get out of here on this. want you to brag on your own track. You guys have a really cool event set for this weekend, so tell us more about the uh, track laps for charity over at the uh, track Too Tough to Team.
1: Yeah, if you've ever wanted an opportunity to come out and drive your own car on the track, uh, come see us on Saturday from 11 to 2. It's $25. The $25 goes to a great cause. So we have a charitable arm here at the track called Darlington Shares, and we're partnering mm-hmm. with Child and Family Resources out of Hartsville, so they're our, our charitable beneficiary of track laps this week. Come out, take a couple of t- trips around $25. We'll give you three to four laps each trip. And uh, an- another added element this, this Saturday is we're going to have some of our historic stock cars from the Stock Car Classics groups. They're going to run some laps but also have some cars on display. So come out, get some photos, spend a little bit of your day with us uh, at the Track 2 to today.
0: Josh, as always, we appreciate the time. Always good stuff from you guys. Best of luck with the uh, charitable event this weekend, and we'll catch back up with you next Tuesday to recap Las Vegas.
1: All right, sounds good, guys. I look forward to catching up next week.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you. It's Josh Harris, president of Darlington Raceway, and I'm glad the uh, charitable laps, Smitty, are this weekend. And uh, Phil was not on the program when we chatted with Josh because he's always trying to convince Josh and Carrie and everybody else that he actually drives the sports talk and wants to put it on the track over there. And I think Josh hasn't gotten our sense of humor quite yet, so he doesn't understand that Phil would actually be joking about that. Oh, no, he gets it. He just rejects <laughs> it. So have you ever done that, by the way? Have you ever driven over on uh, a car Darlington? track? Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: oh no. Well, see, you live nearby. You, you know, I, I guess I lived nearby when I was, was very young. But, uh, you know, I, you live right there in the shadow of darlington raceway so that's something that that could be presented to you I, I never even dreamt of that i'm not a big name like phil Cornblut. i <laughs> can't imagine i would
0: be out there for any reason i've actually done that before several times as a matter of fact in a former life at the uh, radio station i worked for here in florence we had station vehicles as all radio stations do and they're basically vans and panel vans and the like, and I remember trying to drive one of those at Darlington, and that's not the easiest thing to do because of the banking. I can't begin to imagine how difficult that would be if Daytona allows folks to uh, try that with the high banks that they have at Daytona International Speedway. It would be considerably more difficult than it was at Darlington. What'd you get that van up to? You know they te- I'm, I'm not sure. I think we had to at least run about 80 to try and stay on the track. Right, I think that's right. I believe that. I don't I mean, know if the vans would pace. go that fast.
2: Yeah, you have to stay <laughs> with the pace.
0: So, but yeah, I'm not sure the uh, the vans would go that fast though. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was fun stuff.